I have to ask you a question. What happens as a new mom, you get the diagnosis of multiple sclerosis? What happens to your mindset during this time? The fear that the doctors unintentionally place upon us, handing us a stack of books and telling us what drug do you want to choose? As this fear is welling up inside your body of this diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. Keep listening because today we're going to have the pleasure of listening to Becky Kavner and how she went through these moments to be and discover the beautiful soul that she is. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed interviewing her. Welcome, everybody, to the Identity of Health podcast. I have the pleasure of interviewing Becky Kavner today. She is such a powerhouse, and I've had the pleasure to work with her and be on this journey of overcoming and becoming symptom-free with RMS. And so Becky is a mother, and with being a mother, she's active. You, as anybody that's a mother out there, realizes that you have a million things going on, and you only have time for maybe a couple. So you're super busy all the time. So in her pursuit, is really to be as healthy as possible so she can be that individual that she wants to be for her daughter and her husband as she is living this thriving life. Welcome, Becky, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I am, you know, I just got to say, like, since we started working together, I'm so inspired by your tenacity and your drive and your ability to not stop. Your ability to say, okay, more, let's do it again. I know there might be a little setback and I know there might be this coming up, but I want more. Mm -hmm. I want to keep riding my bike. I want to keep living this life that I live that is incredible. Like this, I'm not willing to be defined by an MS diagnosis. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. And so really what I love, Becky, is that aspect of you and your soul and everything that you are. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Becky, when you were diagnosed, and even if you want to, if you want to go before then, what type of individual were you before the diagnosis? And then how has the diagnosis shaped you? Sure. Um, I have always been an active person. I was an active kid, active in high school and college doing multiple sports. Um, and so I've always been really fit and just tried anything almost. And then in about 2017, um, I was experiencing a little bit of kind of my, my vision would blur a little bit. I would lose focus, but very temporarily, like I'm talking like a second or two mm. and it would kind of happen, start happening a little more often. And that kind of got me thinking, you know, I should probably see a doctor about this. And I came from a background of being very healthy 
very active. I never saw doctors. In fact, I went into um, the pharmacy one day with, and I told that I have, <clears throat> I'm coughing a lot. What, what would you get for that? And they said, uh, you probably have allergies. So I didn't even have allergies, hardly. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so they said, try this allergy medication. I didn't even know what allergy medication was. I was very healthy. Mm -hmm. So when I started um, having a little bit of focus issues, I went to the doctor mm -hmm. and um, he said, well, it could be one, two, three things, but I'm going to send you to a neurologist. And I was like, whoa, 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 a neurologist. Right. That seems a little heavy. Like, uh -huh. I'm just here for some vision issues. Can you give me like a pill or something? Mm -hmm. So I went to the neurologist and he examined me and said, you know, I think we need to um, give you an MRI. And I was like, again, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like MRI seems pretty heavy, man. I don't, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just here for it for some vision issues it's not that big of a deal it's like one or two seconds you're killing me with an mri i yeah. know i know like do i just need glasses or something like yeah anyway so i went and i got the mri and he said i see something a little suspicious i'm gonna send you for a second mri and then i started getting like maybe this is a bigger mm -hmm. deal um and I took these, I had the second MRI and he called me on the phone. It wasn't even like an office visit. Like I need you to come back in. I it's, it's just a phone call while I was at work to say, well, I got the results. I think you have MS, blah, 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 blah. I didn't hear anything after that. And I was just like, what the hell? I know. Like what? Yeah. Like I, so I was like, okay, thanks. I mean, so what do you scheduled an appointment for, I mean, a couple days later. And I was like, a couple days? Shouldn't you see me like now as you're mm -hmm. telling me? Yeah. But anyway. How about just so some common courtesy of just having me come in so you can tell me face to face yeah. that you rock, you just rocked my you world. You just rocked my world. And I'm sure. at work. Mm -hmm. And I have to go back to yeah. work like nothing happened. And that mm. night um, was my office Christmas party. Mm. So this was late 2017. It was my office Christmas party. I had to go and be merry and be cheerful, you know? <laughs> I mean, not not going to happen after you got dropped a bombshell. I know. I know. <sighs> so the, the couple days between that phone call and me visiting with him in person in his office gave me just enough time to google everything and figure out what this was and freak myself out mm -hmm. and so i mean i go to the doctor's office he says yep here's your scan you have ms he just a second i will be right back and he uh leaves my husband and me in the office just for a couple minutes, just freaking out together mm -hmm. um, in silence because we didn't know what to say. And he comes back with a stack of books, a stack. I'm talking at least four inches thick. 
yeah. there were four books and he said here are pamphlets he called them pamphlets but they're not mm. they're booklets um on medications pharmaceutical medications that you can take that are approved for ms go home i'll call you back in two weeks you will have decided what you're going to be on i was like uh, okay this is a lot of information thank you for the new job that i did uh -huh. yeah yeah but i didn't want i didn't ask for this you didn't tell me anything about how this how i got this how to manage how to like nothing about this except these booklets of just pick a drug and it was just i don't know my husband and i went home and read all of the pamphlets and we decided like no all of this i mean all these side effects that could happen mm -hmm. um the low probability of this quote working mm -hmm. um and all because i had just a little bit of dizziness you know not a big deal in my world right but you know when they give you this diagnosis and especially you i hope in our lifetime becky the way the doctors bedside manner on a diagnosis of this level mm -hmm. gets brought up into this 21st century of something better that we can actually administer that where our doctors actually look at it from an empathetic level mm -hmm. and actually start that support process early so with that being said your world is rocked at this point right. you're reading these massive amount of pamphlets and you're finding out that you're like there really isn't a good definitive drug uh -huh. for anything I do. So then at this point, what, I mean, what are you and your husband, Brandon, and what are they, what are you guys thinking at this point? So we decide pretty early within that two weeks that we're supposed to call our, the doctor back. We just, we read and we read and we Google and we look at everything and look at all these scientific papers. Um, and I decide I'm not going to do this. Like there's got to be another way. Right. And we find um, another, uh, you might call it treatment called the Coimbra protocol. Yep. And it's high doses of vitamin D with other uh, nutrition and supplements. Mm -hmm. And we decide immediately, like, thank you very much for finding it. I am very grateful for, to my neurologist, but this is a one and done relationship. We're just, I'm not coming back yep. um, because I'm going to go down this Coimbra protocol, high dose of vitamin D yep. um, pathway. And um, that worked so well. That just staved off for probably three years, like no progression whatsoever. Yeah. And after about three years, it's not that I had progression at all. Mm -hmm. It's that I kind of hit a plateau where I wasn't improving. There wasn't much to improve on, but mm -hmm. um, so I didn't switch, but I incorporated a healthier um, nutrition basis 
um, I did the walls protocol. So yeah. walls including uh, on top of the coin protocol. And I'm telling you that skyrocketed my health. That was it. And it was so amazing to me that the nutrition you put in your body um, is key, is key to your health. And like your body can heal itself and just giving it good nutrition and good vitamins, good supplements, right. not, I call it the crap that yeah. is kind of in the middle of the grocery store, you know? Right. So just, just eating well. And, and then I found you, Matt, and um, your program and just retraining my brain to be kind to myself and to, to not be so stressed out all the time and to, to have a better outlook and a better mindset and think about the things that you want. So when I combined all of that, like my, my health is just, is doing so well. Isn't it amazing when you actually take a step back to what we should have originally done thousands of years ago and say, oh, okay, you mean support and community and kindness towards ourselves and others and living in a way that self-supports not, not only ourselves from a cellular level neurologically, mm -hmm. but also from the food that we put in our mouths and realizing that Hippocrates was right food is medicine mm -hmm. that, you know, we've done such a job on our food stream today from big pharma to big food. We've genetically modified it. We've started to adopt more of a process-based diet very quick. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at all the fast food restaurants that are all around right. your town, any very town yeah. anybody's living in. We almost stepped away from cooking what was meant to be eaten like and even growing our vegetables you look at our soil health you look at all of this stuff is really driving it down and then we wonder why ms is almost at an epidemic level 400 people a week globally are being diagnosed with this disease this disease yeah it's it's interesting to me like how you're right we have depleted our nutrition, our soil, our, our work mindset yeah. so poorly mm -hmm. that what else could have come of this? Like, I agree. I, I think that um, innovation and progress is fantastic, but not to the detriment of our health, of ourselves. I mean, I think I think it is time that okay, we step back and we go back and we look at other times where MS or other autoimmune diseases mm -hmm. weren't prevalent, and why weren't they not prevalent, and why are they right. now? Right. What What's the difference? And so, yep. I, I think going back to organic mm -hmm. and soil health and less stress is not as hippy dippy as we used to think it was. Right. You know, I used to think like, if you're not working hard and you're not running, running around everywhere and you're not grabbing the quick convenient foods, mm -hmm. you're not 
I mean, you're not working hard. You're lazy. Yeah. That's what I used to think. And that's what I think a lot of society still thinks, but Mm -hmm. really, I mean, I'd rather go back to being a hippie. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you, you, you said something really important is this societal aspect of faster, better, stronger. We'll Mm -hmm. do it, you know, take your dinner in a pill or, you know, just really quick, go through a drive-through and, you know, as much sugar as, you know, we don't think about the amount of sugar that we eat today, the amount of corn that we eat today. We don't think about this aspect and then really taking a look at the nutrient density within our fruits and vegetables. So it has been said that we are the most overweight, malnourished society on the planet. Yeah. It's because we eat a lot of processed foods that has no nutrient quality to it at all. And our body gets out of this balance of just not really being able to support our immune systems. And then we'll put a pharmaceutical, an antibiotic or something like that inside of our system, which really puts us out of a regulation. And then at some point, because we're looking at all this social media and all these aspects of life, instead of really loving the life we live, Mm-hmm. We start to take a look at, oh, I am not enough. I'm, gosh, if I just went on that vacation or if I was smarter, if I was better. And so really goes to beating yourself up. So it becomes this perfect storm mm-hmm. inside of our lives. And then when our, when our immune system gets out of balance, then an autoimmune system or an autoimmune condition fires. So do you believe that MS is a wake-up call? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely for me. Um, it has been. In fact, I'm, I'm a crier. So right. <laughs> if I get a little, little that's later. This, that's what this podcast is about, <laughs> Becky. Yeah. But I I absolutely believe, and I've said it to you before, and I've I've said it to so many people that MS is is a gift. Mm. Whew. Um it just woke me up to be healthier, to slow down, to, to, it woke me up to the really important parts of life. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think without that, without the diagnosis of MS, I would have run myself into the ground. I would have missed so so much of life and so much of what's really important. And so it's hard for me to admit that it's taken a long time to admit that MS has really been beneficial, but I absolutely believe that. Hmm. That Hmm. is, you touch my heart, Becky, like this is it takes a special individual to realize that MS is happening for you and not to you. Yeah. When you look at all these diseases that are out there or setbacks in our health, or even let's just say an injury, it's almost like a God trying to grab you by the ears and trying to get your attention. Like, all right, I need you to wake up to this right now. Mm -hmm. I need you to pay attention to what you're thinking, how you're being, how you're acting in this specific way, because there's more to life that you're allowing to just blow past you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that, like I said before, if I had traveled down 
the path that I was on, if I kept going, like there's so much that I would have missed because in the time that I have been forced to slow down, mm -hmm. there's so much that I have seen that I've been able to experience. And I wouldn't have gotten to experience that if I didn't have the gift of MS and being forced to slow down. And so MS absolutely has changed my life, has changed my lifestyle for, for some shocking and, and surprising ways, but definitely for the good. There's been so much good that's come into my life be because of that. Oh my gosh. Just being on this journey with you, Becky, like I've watched you go from somebody that's like, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep doing to somebody that stops and smells the flowers, mm -hmm. stops and slows down and plays with your daughter and goes and experiences all these little moments in life that we allow to breeze past us. And I've seen you become this amazing woman that is being who she is being, that is being your true authentic self in the, in the depth of your heart and your perspective of how you look at things now and how you're viewing it. It's almost a state of, of course, I'm going <laughs> to, of course, I'm going to heal. Of course, there's not going to be any symptoms. Mm -hmm. It's almost that, that strength of that belief that, you know, yeah, this is temporary, not permanent. Mm -hmm. And I am rising above it. Not I will, like you are. Yeah, I, I say that all the time. Um, you, you taught me to say that is, of course, of course, it's gonna happen this way. Of course, this is supposed to happen. Um, and that can be for the bad, like, oh, of course, this happened mm -hmm. because I did this. Right. But it's also for the good, like, of mm -hmm. course, this is happening to me. Of course, this is this is a good situation, a beneficial situation, like just, just to believe in the good. And, and I think that it's, it's changed my mindset to, to slow down for sure, mm -hmm. but it's also opened my mind and opened my eyes that there's other things out there that I don't even know about that my mind was so small before and it's growing now. And I, I, I love that. I love that gift. Oh, look, and you should even just, you know, during this interview, I can hear it. Like you look at your sphere of possibility has just quintupled. Mm -hmm. It just continues to grow. And there's, it, it at some point becomes limitless because you realize, oh, I don't have that because I'm thinking this way. Okay, let me just adjust that thought. Gives you so much control to say, you know what? Yeah. You know, maybe I, you know, my heavy metal detox isn't working just the way I want. Maybe I went too hard and instead of beating yourself up, going into that mm -hmm. aspect of, oh, this is just this MS is getting worse. It's progressing and walking down this dangerous road of thought you sat and said at some point, you're like, okay, yeah, this is just a, a step. It just wants me to get my attention again, that I'll need to follow this and do this. And just by stepping into it again and following that path again of what the actions are creating the results that you are living today. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
I used to think like I would hear people before before this diagnosis. I would I, I would hear them say, "Listen to your body," and your body will tell you. And I'm like, I mean, okay, but I'm fine. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in control of my body, you know. But the the diagnosis and then the journey to get healthier really did force me. And un- I understand now what it means to listen to my body. Like mm. if my body is weaker, then I do this. If my body is stronger, then I keep doing this. So I really listen to what is my body trying to tell me? Because it will talk, you yeah. know, and, and it will tell me what's good and what's bad for it. Mm-hmm. And if, as long as I listen to that and follow that, um, then, then I, I think I will get healthier for sure. I can, I can feel it. Of course you are. Mm-hmm. Of you course. know, of course, of course you're going to. So how much of this healing that you have done this, the, everything you've done, how much surrendering did it take? It took a lot. Um, it took a lot because I was an athlete with coaches and, and everybody telling me all the time, do this, do this, do this. And so I would just do it because that's what success required. Right. Right. So, um, when the doctor said, here's the stack of, of, uh, pharmaceutical medications, pick Mm -hmm. one. I mean, I'm programmed to pick one to do what he says. Yeah. And my husband has been really instrumental in this whole journey. And he's been on this journey with me, whether he likes it or he doesn't. Um, <laughs> yep. But he told me there's another way. You have control over your own body, nobody has control over it. And so you can choose not to take those drugs if you don't want to you can choose to to go down a more natural a more nutritional path Mm -hmm. and so i did and i surrendered that first time and i was like okay i see some success with this and then with the other nutritional protocol the walls protocol and then following anthony williams i mean and some of that stuff if you when you tell me the first time you introduced me to Anthony Williams, first time when I said, kind of going woo woo. And you said, well, if you're going woo woo, let me, let me introduce you here to the medical medium. And so I did. And I'm just like, maybe there's something to this woo woo. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not woo woo, but it's, it's getting back to your natural, uh, the natural rhythms of the earth and your body and and it's just reintroducing yourself again to to everything that makes you you and makes you healthy Uh and i yeah getting to that place Mm -hmm. took a while took Mm -hmm. several it was a several year journey and i'm certainly not at the end yet but Mm -hmm. but it's a good journey to be on and it's peaceful and it's loving and i I just love it. And I love meeting people like you. And I love that my husband, I I love that we're all on this journey together and we're Mm -hmm. kind of waking up. 
I love it. And I love how you said I introduced you to the woo, the woo-woo <laughs> side of it. It's, yeah. that, that warms my heart because to be a guide into the woo-woo side of it, Becky, I never thought I would be here. But ultimately, when you look at it, there's so much more to this world that, yeah. it's, that we cannot even see that we look at it from our perceptional level of just what's in our current external reality. And if we take it at that face value, yeah, we feel that things happen to us. But when we open up and we're like, oh, that was meant to get my attention here. And like you said, what I love what you said is all the people you have met Mm -hmm. on the journey. And the fact that your husband, Brandon, he's involved in this game with you. And I think that is so critically important to have somebody that you support, whether you might not see eye to eye all the time, or the other individual might hit an annoying factor where you're like, you might just go sit on the curb for a little bit and just let me be. And so at some point, like we go through these elements in our life that that support the people we meet, the the stuff that we are open to receiving, because when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Oh, that's so true. We have to be open to hearing and listening and accepting that teacher to receiving what an individual might tell us. I remember there was one lesson that I learned from just a woman in a grocery store standing in line to check out. There was something that I was looking at it from an element of just like self-deprecating, you know, like beating myself up early on. Oh, my gosh. And she was an older woman. She looked at me and she goes, honey, are you all right? And I said, I don't know if I'm all right. And she had said a very profound statement about the fact that, yeah, this is happening. And it was my first introduction into happening as this was happening for me and not to me. And I was like, thank you, universe, God, source, whatever you believe. Thanks for putting her in my path. So yeah, all these teachers are there. It's whether we are willing to listen to them. I think that's so true. Like it, I was forced to listen to it. I was forced with an MS diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today without it. I'm very sure of that. But I, once you step into that world of being free and being like, whatever, okay, I'm done. I'm clearly not in control. Once you step into that role and you are a little more open to receiving. There's so much more, there's so many more people and so much more information that I just didn't know that you just don't know until you're open to receiving that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you have to, and it takes an MS diagnosis or something big like that in our lives Mm -hmm. to kind of rattle our cage and get our attention. And so, but once it has our attention, then we, and we surrender over to it mm-hmm. and we allow it to work through us. And this just something much bigger than all of us. So Becky, from this point forward, what is the ripple effect you're going to leave? What is oh, the difference you are going to make? I think that I, the, the thing that is closest to me is my daughter, because mm-hmm. my husband is has always been uh, real nutrition and health minded. Yeah. Um, but the, the closest impact I have is my daughter. So I can teach her mm-hmm. how to eat 
what to eat, what's good, what we can kind of do okay with. Um, she doesn't have MS for sure. She's only seven, but um, I can teach her by example and showing her, this is how we eat. This is what nutrition means. We're growing a garden together this, this summer. Oh, awesome. And, um, my husband's a bike racer. Uh-huh. And so we three go on bike uh, rides together. Yeah. And so I can kind of teach her there, but also outside of that. Um, so I belong to these groups on Facebook and groups in my like personal friend circle that I can just say like, this is what I've experienced. And it's not, it's not like the gospel, like I'm preaching the gospel or anything, Right. but I'm showing by example, like this, me, my body is this way because I've done this because mm-hmm. I haven't done that. Mm-hmm. And you can do it too. And I can help you with that. Yeah. And we can be in this together. We can hold hands on this journey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to start with my family and show them by example, and then branch out into people like my friends and then people I don't know, people who are scared like I was. I mean, I know the emotions that they're going through. Um, but, you know, just tell them, let's do this together. Mm, that's mm-hmm. so profound. You're an inspirational beacon of light. Like you're just really with your family and everybody just starting there. The mm-hmm. difference you are going to make. It I is. Hope, yeah. Yeah. I, well, of course you are. Like, I mean, you, you know, my answer to all this stuff. And so of course you, yeah. So, but as you follow that inspiration, it will lead you to where you can make the biggest impact for yourself. You're healthy. You're riding a bicycle. You're out playing with your husband and your daughter. You're building a garden, which I'm so excited for you to do yeah. because it's so uplifting. This, these moments is what shapes your world. Mm-hmm. It's what shapes your reality. So it shapes you into this world of, yeah, I am possible. I can yeah. do this instead of allowing something as silly as a diagnosis mm-hmm. to stop you from living, from yeah. you, from being who you really authentically are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree that it took a diagnosis for sure to get me where I am, but it also, I feel really good about taking the reins of my own life mm-hmm. and knowing that my life is not necessarily my own because I have to be a really fantastic example for my daughter and I have to be here for my husband. And I have friends who need to know that this is why I'm so healthy and successful. So yeah, there's, there's just a lot of possibility ahead of me. So, so awesome. So I'm going to ask you one question. I did not prep you for this question. No. What is one thing you know to be true, yet no one believes you? Oh, what I know to be true is that I am 41 years old and I know very little in the 41 years. Like, 
and my friends who are my same age or a little older, like, I just want to tell them, even though, even though they might not believe it is there's so much more that you don't know. Mm. There's so much more to experience, to learn, um, that you're just not done. You're not done at all. That is so profound, so beautifully said. So I want to thank you, Becky, so much for spending this time with us and for inspiring so many that if they feel that you don't have the hope and you feel that there isn't any option, know that there is. There mm -hmm. is always an option always. for you. Always, always. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll definitely, we'll be talking soon. And uh, I'm so honored to have you in my pod. I have you on the podcast. Well, thank you for the invitation. I so appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome, Becky. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope you left inspired. Leave us a five-star review and begin following us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, if you are diagnosed with MS and want to join a supportive community, come join us on Facebook in the Identity of MS private group. In the show notes will be a link to join the community. Remember, you are good enough to heal anything, and I hope you give yourself permission to heal. Thank you.